Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So we don't have a video episode this week, and I apologize because last week I thought I would, well, actually I did record it on Zoom, and I don't know. I, I still have to work out the technical aspects of this, and to be honest, um, this week has just been really crazy, and I just haven't had time to, or the presence of mind, to be honest, to um, kind of focus on that. <laughs> so uh, hopefully another week or so, I will get the video stuff all figured out and, you know, the cool opening and swag and da 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 because I have a lot of big plans for this podcast. Um, it's just right now we have to deal with a few things, or we, me, I have to deal with a few things um, just on a personal level. So, and part of this episode is going to be about the, the, I don't know, this past week was a real struggle. I mean, my, um, this, okay. So I got back from Snowdrop on Saturday afternoon, evening, something like that. Um, no, it was morning, evening. No, yeah, it was the morning. <laughs> and then, um, I just immediately had to like get my brain into, Hey, we're going back to work mode. Um, you know, cause I had a couple of meetings. Well, I had a meeting on Monday. I know don't cry for me, Argentina, but anyway, uh, in academia, it's, it always seems like you're work you, you, you know, you've got like this really, you know, uh, chill schedule, you know, like, Oh, wow. We got weeks off at a time and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but the truth of the matter is, is you really don't. And so, um, I mean, I was sitting there at my sister's house, you know, on the 22nd of December, maybe even the 23rd of December, trying to upload contest entries for my magazine staff. And, um, you know, and I was trying to fill out paperwork and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, it just is a constant, it's, it's like a continuum and I, I'm not complaining about it or anything like that, but it is, it's, it's not quite the paradise that you might imagine it to be. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so don't, don't wish for it. Okay. Um, so that said, yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, December was kind of a whirlwind. I did, you know, Brazos and then I went out and volunteered at Mosaic and then, um, I went home uh, for about a week. And then after that I did snowdrop. And so I really did not get a lot of time to just sort of Netflix and chill, if you will. <laughs> um, you know, and that's cool. I mean, it's whatever it is, but, um, so yeah, so I got started this week and I don't know what happened, but my brain was just overwhelmed and I, I don't normally get like this, but I just had so much crap going on. And again, this is just, and I can apply this to ultra running. So, I mean, there is a running aspect to this, but it just felt like, so I started off the week <laughs> with, uh, the, the knowledge that I had all these meetings. And, and in fact, I had like what two on Wednesday and no one on Wednesday, two on Thursday. And I have to admit one of them I slept through, um, ha ha ha. Um, cause I was just done. Um, and, uh, and trying to get ready our, our, for some reason, my campus of A&M university is starting tomorrow, January 10th, uh, as opposed to the 18th, like the mothership and most other schools. Um, and then also every other university college, what have you in the San Antonio area, um, uh, is either deferring the start 
because of the Omicron variant God, uh, of COVID, um, or, you know, they're going virtual. My school has decided to press ahead. Um, personally, I'm not sure how great that's going to be because I know a lot of the students have already spoken out on um, social media, um, specifically Instagram, you know, complaining or being concerned about this, you know, just that the, the, the rules that are in place aren't great and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, it's just, as, you know, like everyone else, this, this pandemic has just sort of been like this dagger hanging over your head that keeps swinging back and forth you know, you're just trying to like live your life as well as you can without getting stuck, you know, or, you know, struck by it. And, um, I mean, I realize that the odds are increasing that I'm going to end up, you know, contracting this at some point. And, you know, whether it's a horrible case or a great case, or I shouldn't say great, but a mild case or asymptomatic case remains to be seen. But, and I think that's really where a lot of the, you know, some of the existential stress comes from. Um, Adding on to that, um, you know, it, it's just, I really have not had a lot of time to just kind of relax and think about things. And um, I've been trying to, my entire magazine staff, again, this is, I know it's not running related, but my entire magazine staff graduated last semester. And so I've been trying to, you know, fill out this very tedious paperwork. And again, I realize this sounds like the dumbest thing, you know, the dumbest problem on earth to have, but really, you know, when you're kind of in a, a mood, you know, it's very hard to focus. And I just, you know, and, you know, adding to that, it was just sort of, you know, again, all these meetings and, and, you know, trying to figure out how you're going to conduct your classes and, you know, certain students, you know, need accommodations, which is always the case, you know, and it's, that's not a big deal, but it's just sort of like adding to the stress and frustration. And then, Again, this this is not meant as a negative, but it was a stressor this week. Um, Hundo's son, Daniel, uh, moved in to my spare bedroom yesterday, and I could not ask for a better person to, you know, share quarters with because Daniel's lovely. He's 21, and um, he is going to be interning at Toyota in San Antonio, and it was very difficult to find a short lease Um for that, for the semester. And, you know, Orly and Kathy asked me if I could, you know, put him up and, you know, I mean, they agreed to, you know, pay me some rent and, and things like that. And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, we can do that. But, you know, and I, again, I don't mind, but it's just sort of weird after you've been accustomed to living on your own for so many years, you, you kind of get adjusted to a certain amount of clutter and dust and whatnot. <laughs> so the last week or so has been spent just you know, cleaning out like, you know, the cupboard, you know, uh, pots and pans, um, cabinets, you name it, you know, just, and it's, I know it all sounds so, you know, silly, but it took a long time and it took a lot of mental energy, you know, and again, with, you've got this, you know, pandemic, you know, swinging above us and, you know, you're just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And, you know, I've got some family things going on right now. Um, nothing real awful. Well, some of it is, but you know, it, it's just sort of like everything just sort of, I don't know. I, oh, and then the creme de la creme was on Monday or Tuesday. I discovered that I think it was, I don't know, maybe it was Tuesday. I don't know, but I was at Target just buying a couple of things, you know, and, uh, because 
Target is like one of my crack houses um, next to Sephora. Um, but I uh, swiped my debit card and it was declined. And I'm like, what in the world is this? And then I went to HEB and bought a few things and tried to do it again. And it was like, nope, can't do it. I mean, it sounds like the ad for everything else. There's American Express. And yes, that's true. And, and I love American Express. Sorry, I'm drinking coffee. Um, but that's not really a way to run a railroad. You know, thank God I was able to pay, you know, 90% of my bills. But, you know, <laughs> so I called the bank and, well, I looked at my account and apparently someone had compromised my debit card and charged $100 and $92 on the 5th um, for something called Coinstar, I think, which is some sort of, or Coinbase, I don't know, doesn't matter. Yeah, Coinbase, I think, Coinstar is, I think, something at HEB. Um, but yeah, so there we are, you know, and, and there's this, you know, pending charge, and I'm just like, well, what the world am I supposed to do with this? And so I uh, got on the horn with the bank, and, you know, the first guy assured me, you know, none of these charges would go through, because I was just kind of like, look, I can't buy groceries and pay a bill. Okay. And, you know, if you're going to let this thing go through, you know, this really is stupid, but guess what? It did go through. And so I'm out $192 sort of. Um, and then on top of that, I guess on the third, somebody tried to do the same thing, 192 and, uh, that one's still pending. And I'm praying that that does not end up, you know, getting charged to my account. Cause of course the bank's version, you know, cause I was kind of getting hysterical, you know, cause it's like, you know, my bank account was becoming overdrawn and it's like, you know, it shows you how much, how little money I make. Um, but, uh, yeah. And so, um, where's I going with my thought? Uh, yeah. So it was just, it was just this big distressing thing. And, and, you know, the bank people didn't really seem to, you know, they were sort of like, well, you know, we sent out a debit card to you on Tuesday and it's like, okay. And of course my sister, you know, being my sister and kind of the alpha person in the family, uh, she's like, you should have demanded them to cancel that card and overnight you a new one. And I'm like, dude, I really didn't have the presence of mind for that. So I'm sorry. You know, cause I'm just juggling all this other stuff, you know? And so anyway, the long and the short of it is, is that I got a PIN number mailed to me yesterday and then I'm, um, you know, awaiting the debit card and hoping to get those funds, you know, replaced in my account. Um, you know, and again, here I am, I'm trying to, you know, prepare my house so that it is welcoming for Daniel and, you know, for Orly and Kathy because they came up here, um, yesterday and they stayed overnight, you know, and I wanted everything to be great for, for them, you know, and I, you know, I didn't want them to feel, I mean, they've known me for a long time, but I didn't want them to feel like, wow, we're, you know, leaving him in this dangerous situation. You know? yeah, ooh, what's going on? Um, and I have to admit, I really felt, and I, and I think I've probably addressed this before, you know, in previous podcasts, but for those of you who are just tuning in, um, I suffer from depression and I pretty much had depression most of my adult life. Um, I would say it probably started, uh, in my teen years and I just kind of, you know, dealt with it if you will. And, um, I think finally, 
in my mid to late thirties, I, um, I got to this point where <laughs> my mom, uh, who was terminally ill with cancer, um, you know, came to visit me with my sister. It was probably like 1996, 97, something like that. And, um, they came to visit me up at my um, apartment in Fort Lauderdale, which was sort of like a three family house. It was a pretty spacious place. But anyway, uh, I gave my mom my bed. I think my sister had a futon and I slept on the floor You know, it doesn't matter. But I just remember lying on the floor wanting to be dead. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a bummer about this, but I'm just trying to be level with you about sometimes, you know, Mental health is an incredibly important thing. And I think people need to understand that. And, um, and I was just like, God, I've got to do something about this. Well, I had gone through a breakup that I just wasn't handling particularly well. And, um, you know, the fact that my mom was dying and she's was in Ohio and I, you know, thank God she could come visit me and I was able to go visit her as often as possible. Um, you know, that sort of thing were, you know, was bearing on me and, you know, it was, was a difficult situation to handle. And, um, and then I, I, I think that the crux of it was the, uh, <laughs> I went with my, my friend Ray, um, uh, who unfortunately, uh, has passed. Um, but he was an old, he was a former editor of mine and just an all around amazing person, Ray Lynch. And, uh, we went, I, I got tickets to the, um, seventh game of the world series when the Florida Marlins were playing. I can't remember who, but it was their first world series. And it was at Joe Robbie stadium, which I don't even know what in the world it's called now. But anyway, this thing went into extra innings. I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was just like tied and it was just so, you know, overwhelming. And I was just sitting there and finally the Marlins won and it's like one o'clock in the morning and I'm just sitting there thinking, I just want to die. And I'm just like, okay, this is not normal. This is not how you should feel. This is bad. And, um, and again, I may have addressed this before. Um, uh, there's another component of this that happened years later that someday I will talk to you about, but I, I'm not really prepared to talk to you about it right now because I just feel like it's a little too heavy and, um, you know, I don't have to tell you everything, but I tell you most everything, <laughs> um, which is what I'm hoping makes you enjoy listening to this podcast and, you know, maybe can relate. Um, but anyway, so fortunately for me, the following day, I had an appointment with my, um, physician and, uh, she prescribed an antidepressant and, um, I had been very, very reluctant about taking any kind of medication for, um, depression because years, <clears throat> sorry, years earlier, I had a, um, a situation where I, I was really like, you know, this is early days and they gave me some Prozac, but the problem was, is that I think in those days it was like 40 milligrams or something like that. Um, which was a lot. And I started suffering anxiety attacks and ended up driving myself to the ER, um, because, I just, I couldn't deal with it. I called my doctor that night and this is when I was living in, um, Stewart, Florida. And, um, yeah, my physician was like, well, just drink a lot of water. And I'm like, wow, that's not a very good answer. <laughs> you know? 
Like, I don't know. I'm about to jump out of my skin right this minute. So, um, okay. I'll let you know. But anyway, um, the, uh, the ER guys, they gave me some, um, anti-anxiety, anti-anxiety medication and, um, which, you know, seemed to help cause I would have these, you know, anxiety attacks, et cetera, you know, off and on. And, and, you know, what's bad about anxiety is that you just don't know what's going to cause it. And so, I mean, I can remember one time I was on my way to a press conference cause I was a journalist at the time <laughs> and I had to like pull off on the side of the road because I was just starting to have an anxiety attack. And I just like, you get really warm and you start feeling like your stomach is dropping and you're just like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? I don't know if I can handle this. So yeah. Anyway. Um, years later, I ended up, you know, probably about six, seven years later, I, you know, ended up being prescribed um, an antidepressant called Zoloft, which was good. And, um, you know, it was, it was crazy. Um, the the first few days on it, uh, it <laughs> it's just sort of like, you know, hot wired my brain, um, which I know is kind of scary for some people. But I think at that point, I was so desperate to feel some relief that it was okay. And I, uh, yeah, so I just ended up, you know, like at night I'd go to sleep and I would feel like my brain was like a CD player and it was just sort of like, it was like one of those five disc CD players that would just like change CDs, you know, and you know, it's playing music in my head. Um, and I did get a little bit of anxiety and I, you know, talked to my doctor about it and she said, Hey, you know, this is probably, you know, just a side effect, you know, just try to ride it out. And I'm like, okay. And I did. And <coughs> sorry. <Ugh. laughs> I don't know why all of a sudden, <coughs> good Lord. I'm so sorry about that. Anyway, I just like swallowed the wrong way as my mother would say. Um, but it really did. It saved my life. I mean, it made me feel better. It wasn't like I was on happy pills. I was just sort of like me with bubble wrap, you know? And, um, you know, and I've tried going off of the, the medication a couple of times and both of them ended up pretty awful. Um, the last of which I don't want to talk about right yet. Someday I will. Um, but it was pretty dark and pretty awful. And, you know, but since then, I mean, I've just been on this same dose. Um, oh, I'm on a generic, it's called sertraline. Um, but I have to tell you, even though you might be on the medication, um, there are, you know, outstanding events and, 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 and situations that may cause you to feel depressed and, and helpless. And I, I had a few of those nights, um, this past week. And so, I mean, there were a couple of weepy nights and, you know, sad Facebook posts and, you know, <laughs> kind of freaked out a few people and I didn't mean to, it was just more like, I just have got to vent about this, you know, cause it's just, I just feel so overwhelmed and, um, you know, and then finally it did pass and, you know, <laughs> I know I, I should not admit to this, but uh, I ended up taking a double dose of the uh, antidepressant, um, I think probably on Friday. Um, sometimes, you know, and sometimes I'll forget to take a dose. And so that could have been what, you know, led to the, you know, whoo, you know, bottoming out or whatever. But I was just like, 
and they tell you to take a second dose, you know, not long after. And so uh, I did that and that really seemed to help, you know, boost my mood and spirits. I mean, I guess that's the thing about antidepressants is it doesn't mean that it's like, you know, making you happy all the time and whoo, everything's great. You know, it's more like, okay, this is like a bubble wrap. And, you know, when you come down, you can bounce off like a bouncy house, you know, you can like, whoo, bounce down, you know, but I mean, sometimes it does, that doesn't even work. So, I mean, you have to understand that, you know, it's not a perfect solution. And, um, I, I get, this is just, you know, and I, I even talked to my students, you know, on the uh, magazine staff, my new magazine staff, um, on Friday about this and a couple of colleagues and, you know, and just like, look, I just got to tell you guys that I went through this really, really dark, low phase, you know, this week. And it's really been hard for me to, you know, respond to emails and texts and, you know, functioning in any kind of capacity because, you know, I just, was feeling awful. And I just, you know, would go to bed, you know, and just sort of lie there and sleep, you know, and, and, you know, because sometimes that's really all that will cure it. And, um, you know, so I know this is really a bummer of an episode, I'm sorry, (laughs) but, um, I'm feeling much better now. I'm, you know, it's like school starts tomorrow. I still need to do syllabi, (laughs) but you know me, I just, I kind of like, like to push the envelope and wait until the last second and get all that junk in. And, uh, you know, and I've got my, my new housemate and I think, you know, it's going to be fun. It's gonna be a little bit of a transition at first, but I think once we both get our schedules figured out and whatnot, um, I think it'll be okay. And, you know, so far so good. I mean, I realize it's only been about 36 hours, you know, but, um, you know, it, it tickled me last night cause I heard Orly, uh, Hundo, uh, talking to a friend of his and he was saying that, you know, they had moved Daniel up here and, uh, he's like, and you know, he's staying with this friend of mine who I consider a sister. And that almost made me cry. I was like, Oh my God, I know it's so true. But I mean, they are there, you know, that family, I mean, there are very few families that I feel that way about, but the, uh, you know, Montalvo's are that and, uh, Hundo and babe, you guys are in your, your child is in good hands. Okay. Um, (laughs) I was going to talk about goals, but I don't know what the hell I'll just talk about that next time or something. Um, running this week, pretty crappy. Um, again, I was just sort of preoccupied and the weather's been kind of weird. It's like, I don't know. I want to go back to December when it was in the eighties. Most of the time (laughs) I want to live in the heat. I mean, today it's not bad. It's like 71, but it's going to get cold again tomorrow. Cool again. But again, it's like normal cool temperatures. So, I mean, I can't get too worked up about that. You know, um, you know, the thing is, is when you live in the South, you know, you get like two or three days of, you know, coolish cold weather and, you know, it feels like the end of the world. And and then all of a sudden it warms up and you're like, Hey, this is great. Um, And that's kind of what it's like living in Texas. Um, You know, but I, uh, I, I think I'm just sort of damaged from last, you know, February, um, you know, where we were just, you know, freezing our butts off and it was just insane. And, you know, nobody wanted to be part of that. So, um, and, you know, it, it's just, there's just been a lot of mental stress, 
you know, for all of us. And I mean, I realize I, again, I'm not the only one. Um, but I think I was telling my sister this earlier today. It's like, you know, getting through some of these episodes is not unlike running a, you know, an ultra, you know, it's like, you're going to have highs and lows. Um, but if you, uh, you know, persevere, you're going to finish, you know, um, you can't quit. Um, and so, I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm coming from right now. I just feel like it's, it's better to, um, you know, push through, you know, feel the feelings. I, I think that's really what a lot of, I think a lot of times we just want to take the easy way out and not feel the feelings and just, you know, we just want everything to feel good. And I understand that. Believe me, I do. But I think in order to, you know, grow as a person, um, I think you need to, you know, accept the lows and accept the, uh, feelings of, wow, things aren't really going the way I wanted them to. Um, so, but like I say, this now I feel better. So, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of it is, just, I think sometimes with me, it's like the anticipation of everything. It was just sort of like, oh my God, I hope this, you know, place is going to be okay for him. And, you know, Orly and Kathy are going to be okay with this. And that, you know, uh, my bank account situation will, you know, get rectified soon. Of course it will eventually, but it's just sort of like, you know, like the, you know, id, you know, the inner id is like, no, I need it now. You know, of course, you know, I mean, it's your money, you know, it's hard to um, kind of cope with that. So, um, but yeah, and then the whole thing with school, you know, you're just sort of like, oh God, you know, am I playing, you know, Russian roulette every day, you know? <laughs> It's, you know, it's, I mean, I don't know. I just can't, I, I just want to go back to the days of, you know, May and June of last year where we were running around without masks and feeling pretty doggone confident about everything. And I think without that stressor, you know, the, the, you know, uh, COVID stressor, I think that's going to probably make everyone's lives a little bit less awful. Um, I mean, I realize we all have to deal with it and I, and of course it's part of life, but it's like, my God, do we have to keep dealing with this? I mean, three years, really, you know? Um, and I think some of it is, you know, again, okay, I'm going to, it's not political, but it's like, I know of a couple of cases of people who have contracted this stuff and they do not, quarantine or do what they're supposed to do. Instead, they just go about their own business. Well, that's great for them, but you know what? You are part of the problem in risking everyone else's health by being out there and potentially being contagious. And so I think, um, it kind of tells me a lot about people. I mean, I think that's the one thing that's annoyed me about this pandemic is that you really kind of learn a person's true colors and it's really kind of upsetting in some ways. So, um, anyway, God, I, woo, I'm like, I'm like my, uh, former colleague, uh, at one of my early newspaper jobs, Myra Calder, she's from Eastern Kentucky and she would tell stories well down in South or, you know, when was it? Southeastern Kentucky. I can't do her accent, but anyway, she was, she was highly entertaining and I, and I've learned, you know, and I love listening to stories from people from Southeastern Kentucky, but Lord, they can start out in right field, go to center field, left field, and then come all the way back around and tie it up like three hours later. So yeah, 
I kind of learned that way of storytelling from them. Um, and I'm really hoping that this story hasn't become that. Um, so anyway, bottom line, um, depression, bad, uh, persevering, good, um, trying not to sweat everything, uh, all at once, bad. And, um, well, no, that would be good. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, hoping that you all have a great week and, um, I will talk to you next time. Thank you.